It's the Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time for my next guest. He is a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as the drummer for The Doors and the author of a new book, The Seekers, Meetings with Remarkable Musicians and Other Artists. And it is my pleasure to visit with John Densmore. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Chicago. Yeah. You know, when we got signed to the record label and they had the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, we were very happy. Yeah. Chicago group. And then, of course, uh, you know, your your bandmate, uh, Ray Manzarek, a Chicago guy. So there's our connection right there. DePaul University. Yeah. John, I, I just want to tell you how much of an influence you are on me as a drummer that, you know, you have a light touch, you've got that flowing jazz feel, you have Latin rhythms, and then yet you're still locked in with a rock beat. It's, it's what I'm always striving for as a drummer. Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. You know, I uh, did Questlove's podcast, The Drummer for the Roots, and I was saying yeah. to him how he, pl- he played so relaxed. And, uh, that, yeah, I think that's the key. I mean, I still play with traditional grip, and, and my fellow drummers kind of look at me weird, but uh, I don't know. I'm trying to connect to the, to the jazz artist inside me. Stuart Copeland plays traditional. Yeah. But uh, a fascinating book, John. So many conversations you had with your former bandmates, other great musicians and artists. Did you have in the back of your mind that, you know, one day these stories are going to make a great book? No. <laughs> yeah. And just a few a few years ago, I thought, oh, man, I'd like to give a tip of the hat to artists who fed me. And I started writing. And and then over time, uh, I, I, I met Paul Simon and, and Willie Nelson just a few years back, and I thought I'd include them. And, of course, my mom is the first chapter. Right. Because, you know, she's the L.A. woman. Uh, yeah. Now, one of my musical heroes is Lou Reed, and, and you write at first that you didn't get him at all, which I, I think a lot of people have that experience. He can certainly be a difficult guy to get to know. What was it that unlocked something in Lou Reed that you guys were able to connect as artists? Yeah, I saw the Velvet Underground at the Whiskey when they first came out. And, uh, you know, it was kind of rough. East Coast, uh, dark streets. and uh, But then I got into the words and realized he's looking for the humanity in all these crazy junkies and prostitutes and the whole thing. And, and I think that New York album is a masterpiece. I mean, he takes on everything possible, you know the whales and climate change, whatever it is, and he makes it work. Now, reading all the, the wonderful things you wrote about Ray Manzarek, talking about him being of two minds, which you'd have to be to play bass with the left hand, keyboards with the right. As, as a drummer, how were you able to lock into both parts of that? Like you're a tight rhythm section, yet you kind of have to let it go through some, some keyboard improvisation. That's, that's a unique challenge. Yeah, he had the ability to split his mind into two musicians. And his left hand and me was the rhythm section, the bass and drums. And uh, we jammed on some Miles Davis tunes when we first met. And then I I knew right away that we had the same feel, which is really important because it's the foundation. And then Robbie and Jim laid on top. And then it was it was really thought-provoking reading that it was the music of John Coltrane, and specifically you had a conversation with Elvin Jones about Coltrane that enabled you to lock in artistically 
with Jim Morrison to reach the musician inside Jim. What was there in the essence of Coltrane that kind of helped you open that door? Well, Alvin kept the beat, and that's the job of the drummer, the first job. But then they sort of battle it out together. And I don't know, I'm keeping the beat, and then Jim sings, what have they done to the earth? What have they done to our fair sister? Stuck her with knives in the side of the dawn, tied her with fences, dragged her down. And I found myself doing that, you know, kind of uh, mimicking everything he was saying. Then I went back to the beat. Um, I think that came from Elvin and Coltrane. And I think it's interesting, and I don't know if, if a lot of drummers would feel that way, but I feel like you were trying to, to play along with the lyrics as much as you were with uh, with the rest of the band. Yeah. Um, uh, Texas Radio and the Big Beat, I literally play the melody. You know, rather than just play two and four like a drummer would right. do. Yeah. Is there something about the connection you experience between artists that can withstand almost anything? You write about Van Morrison kind of kind of screwing you over, embarrassing you at, at a gig where you're supposed to sit in on drums that you couldn't listen to his music for a while, but then it just it just seeps in, and you had to appreciate it. Is there an unbreakable artist connection for you on some level? Well, yeah. After a few months of turning the radio off when I heard Van Morrison, I left it on when I heard. We were born before the wind, also younger than the sun, and the Bonnie boat is one as we sail into the mystic. That's sheer genius. It's uh, and it seems like you have uh, you relate to that more. Obviously, the lyrics of Jim Morrison are more like poetry. Poetry seems to have more of of a jazz connection. Is that where it all comes together for you? That made it, that made your band so unique. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I first met Ray, he introduced me to Jim, who was the shy guy in the corner, and he said, Jim had never sang, but he's our singer. I said, okay, all right, Ray. <laughs> and then he gives me this crumpled piece of paper, and it says, uh, day destroys the night, night divides the day, tried to run, tried to hide, break on through to the other side. And I'm like, wow, I hear drums already. And is that a special thing when you hear a drum beat, not necessarily from a rhythm, from a chord progression, but you are hearing a drum beat immediately from lyrics? That's that's fascinating to me. Yeah, and and now that I'm a, a writer, I'm I'm thinking that the length of a, a sentence is a musical question. So if it's short, then it's kind of percussive, and if it's long, it's it's melodic, or too long, and you better edit. And I could talk to you about drumming forever, but I know you have a busy schedule today. It is The Seekers. That's a brand new book. My guest, John Densmore. John, it's been an honor to talk to you, and thank you so much for calling in today. Great talking to you.